Welcome to the Shiny Brightly Show. I'm Howard Brown, author, speaker, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, international peacemaker, and yes, two-time stage four cancer patient survivor and advocate. Each episode will take you from resilience to hope and a whole lot more because Shining Brightly does make the world a better place. Be prepared to be inspired. Hello, it's Howard Brown. Welcome to the Shining Brightly Show. Oh, you're maestro with the mic. I've got a good one today. Relationships. It makes the world go round. Oh my goodness, it's such an important topic. Redong, thank you. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Look at your bright and shiny smile. You're already shining brightly. So welcome to my show. Thank you so much, Howard, for having me. I'm just honored to be in your presence. Well, we just did your live stream, which was amazing yeah. because we got to feature, you know, my actually relationship and romance and um, lifelong partner, Lisa, and my wife and chapter six of my book. So thank you. So coming back on here, this is amazing. I have to tell people about you because your energy is amazing. Okay. You bring it all the time. And um, I am just so appreciative of that. So this is going to be a high powered show. So okay. Redong, also known as the Cupid whisperer and leader <laughs> for true love. This It's so important. You are a relationship coach with a passion for helping single women attract their ideal partners. Hopefully single men too, because they got to have that yes. or, or, or maybe even same partners. You know, we live in a modern world, but having overcome some personal struggles, you witness devastating impact and heartbreak yourself. You're dedicated to empowering others to find love and create that fulfillment in relationship really hard. So you need, we all need help with that. Um, your track record of success stories of uh, helping people connect. You understand that challenges of dating firsthand, and you bring a very unique perspective to your coaching. And your mission is to guide individuals toward finding compatibility, lasting love and living their dreams. That is so beautiful. Now here's the, the question. Tell my listeners something they might not know about you. Oh, I actually, um, I am Cambodian and I speak oh. four languages. So English, French, Cambodian, and Vietnamese. So and now you... over the time, yes, over the time, like I used to spoke fluently Vietnamese, but I, since I have not spoken for 30 years, I can only understand it's harder the accent now to speak, but it wouldn't take me long. If I like, let's say I immerse with Vietnamese for like the next two months and then I'll come back. Okay, here we're going to, I'm going off script here. All right, I want to actually, in each language, say love. Love. So, <laughs> say love. All right. So Cambodian, how would you say love? Um, I'm going to start with the French one. Amour. Okay. Amour, right. And, and then and then in Cambodian, um, uh, Salang. Okay. Salang. And then in the Vietnamese, I don't know what that one would be, what, what it would be now. Um, I can only understand when they speak now. That's okay. That's all right. That's beautiful. <laughs> I just, because every, the reason I did that is every language has love. Yes, it really does. It's universal. That was why I did that. Yeah, so I, I hope I didn't catch you off guard there. <laughs> no, all it's right. all good. All right. So I, I have to tell you, you, you have to have a background. You, you just don't appear one day and become, you know, this uh, uh, Cupid whisper and relationship coach. So take us, a, give us a little background. What brought you to that? Absolutely. So I, as a child, I've always been into like romantic movies. I'm a hopeless romantic, you know, 
And, but I never really knew that that would actually lead me to the path of where I am right now. I've always been obsessed and passionate about that, but I figure it's all my own personal life until about three years ago when I actually lost my little baby sister to depression. She suffered from a heartbreak and, you know, challenges and different things. Um, So she left this world. And so I saw that I can either lay down on the ground and go, because we were like, twin sister she was seven years she was the baby I'm the oldest but we were so connected she was my yin to my yang (laughs) so we brought the best out of each other and so when she left this world I felt like a part of me left I don't feel that anymore but when she did leave at that point I realized okay here's life throwing you adversity you can either stay down on the ground or you pick yourself up. At that time, I couldn't pick myself up. I was crawling. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to use, I'm going to celebrate the 30 years that I have, this amazing 30 years that I have with her. Use that love because we were so tight and create something magical. So I started the business on relationship. I was already, um, I was a trained social worker already. I'm working in the field for decades. And I said, well, I want to be able to really focus hone in on love because I want her legacy to to continue to tell the story. So the hummingbird is her before she left. She brought me a bracelet and we both had matching bracelet that says you are making a difference in this world. And it had the hummingbird, which is the carrier of joy and happiness and love to people's life. And so that moment on, um, it woke me up. I was in a 17 years relationship that was quite toxic in a lot of denial. Um, and we went through couple therapy, but when she left this world, I realized that life is too short. I don't want to live another five, 10 years, not living to my full authentic self and having the love that I so want. So that's and how so I- deserve. Oh, I, I want to just tell you that um, that hummingbird and, 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 and honoring um, your baby sister's memory is beautiful and this is why we're so aligned, Reeves, because I teach in my survivorship to get back up again after whatever life throws you, okay? But sometimes it's a slow process. It isn't always overnight. You don't lose 75 pounds in two days if you're going on a diet. And so it's a process. And I'm sure she's still in your heart, but you're honoring her by having the hummingbird looking over you right now. And I love it. It's just beautiful. And then you got married very young at 21 and then had to come into the dating world. Uh, later on after 17 years. So you have the experience and your social work experience as well. So thank you for sharing that as well. But uh, here's the question. How do you find true love? And you you actually call it, how do you cultivate true love? And I love that word. Yes. Where, Where do you start? Yeah. So for me, it really, everything is all internal. Everything that you put out in the world, it's almost like it's a, an illusion of what you see out there, but everything gets manifested from inside. And I always knew that as a kid, like I, my grandfather was a monk and before he actually um, gave up the the lifestyle of being a monk and then got married. But um so I've always always at, at the temple and learning all these moral philosophy. I, I get very obsessed. Like when I go to the temple. In fact, today is the Cambodian Halloween um, celebration. So my parents are actually at the temple. I'm doing this podcast with you, so I'm in there in spirit and here with you today. Absolutely. Um, and so I've always learned that anything of what you want must start 
from within. And so if you want to cultivate true love, true love means it's a deep connection within yourself where there's actually you are selfless when it comes to either loving yourself, having that unconditional self-love. It starts within. If you want to overflow to other people, you have to be good and comfortable in your own skin and feeling okay with your imperfection and so that you can pour on to the love to other people. So this way it allows you to attract that ideal mate, that perfect partner who will also matches and align with your values. So true love to me, it's really about how do I accept myself with all of my facets? And then it's having that unconditional self-love to love another human being as who they are, giving them that space to exist. And the two of you work as a partnership on this journey through life. Yeah, it, it, it's teamwork. I, I have to say, so I, I deliver a, you know, a keynote called Look in the Mirror. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you what's resonating with me as you're talking and saying this is that most people do not like what they see in the mirror. They only look at the imperfections. They look at what they are lacking. And we're in a society today of influencers, you know, of Barbie models and um, of perfection. And the truth is that we're all imperfect. We're all broken in some way. And it's up to you to repair it. So, but um, coming out of the pandemic, loneliness, depression was prevalent. And um, I have to tell you, you know, being a two-time stage four cancer survivor, I look in the mirror and I say, I am blessed. Uh, I am grateful and I am lucky and it's time to help others because I help others basically helps me um, help myself. And yeah. um, so you you actually work with uh, individuals, you said women, but also, and, and do you also work with couples? I do. I work with couple. I, I've worked a lot uh, in the past with couples. Now I'm doing couple and mostly individual because I have a lot of women that are coming to me who are like going on these dating apps. And one of the things that uh, I noticed is that there's so much predator out there with these dating system. Oh. You know, they have scripts and they can easily um, really get the woman hooked and then, you know, um, put them in a very vulnerable position. And so I want to be able to help equally men as women, to really navigate that dating system, going through that app, how to decode the behavior that is being, you know, in the chat, because I have my clients, they're going on date, they like to have advice on how do I show up? How do I dress up? How should I be? What should I like say in terms of the conversation to getting flowing? And I always tell them, it's very, very important when you show up on these dates to truly be who you are showing the best asset of who you are, but being real because oftentimes we're so eager to try to please the other person that we lose ourselves, And so you're not really connecting where it's actually aligned with one another. So they text me when they're on these date or uh, when they get a phone call from the guy, they put me on speakers and I listen through it and I decode what he's really saying and how she should be responding, you know? So it's a lot of fun for me. I, I, I bet. And so I have to tell you that, you know, I didn't grow up with any of that. I'm a little older, right? I've been married for 29 years and, and known Lisa for 31 years. So uh, the online dating started, you know, on the computer, you know, web base. And, and now it's swipe right, swipe left. And I got to tell you, it's a little confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I guess you can put up anything you want in your profile. Yeah. So what what is real and true is 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 hard to decode. So I people probably do need help and a a second opinion, a trusted opinion yes. to be able to actually know that way. 
Um, I do have friends, um, you know, that are now 40s or 50s and divorced mm. and they're using the date and they are meeting people. They are mm. meeting people. A good friend of mine um, divorced and met, and now getting remarried after meeting someone on, um, on one of the online dating sites and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I don't know a lot about it, but you must. And, and that's where <laughs> you're part of your uh, coaching and the cancer whispering comes out. So what what type of, uh, you know, like some people will be shy, right? They they, mm-hmm. they, they look at it and say, I don't know what I'm doing or mm-hmm. I need help. Um, but they, they people come to you and where do you start? What do you, you start with them, right? Yeah, I really start with them. I, I really go through an analysis and assessment, a little bit about their history without going in down deep to really gain clarity of like, what were their struggle? What are some of their limiting belief in terms of, love you know a lot of people would say i want to be able to find love but as we go through the discussion i realized they're not there yet like they're not actually they say they want it but they're not ready to put in the time and the effort to actually being able to work at it to be serious about it and to really attract the love that they want and then there's some old internal baggage and belief that is still holding them back so we work through all of that to get them to the right space and really gain clarity what do you truly want when you say you want love what does that really mean and what does that show up like and what kind of woman or men are you actually trying to it's one thing to say I want this but what you truly need is completely different. So I help them to decipher what is the difference between the two and get their compass really focused and aligned so that they're not wasting their time. I don't want, like I've been through it before, wasting time on date. I want to be able to help them use their time efficiently because time you can't buy back, right? Right, right. Yes. And I want them to be able to go on these day clear, knowing what they have to do and then where to look for the right type of maid. Because you could be doing all of these dating, but if you're in the wrong zone, you're not going to find your perfect mate. And it's frustrating. And and some of that's geography based, but with these dating apps, they can be anywhere. You, you may, yeah. And then, then you're starting into a long distance relationship rather than someone that's local. And that's a different dynamic, I imagine, right? Oh, yeah. It's uh, the long distance dating. Uh, it is really complicated. Some couple, very small amount of couple actually make it work, but it's quite different compared to like, you know, you're seeing the person, you're able to interact, the physical uh, and really just meeting each other at different locations. But long distance, it's a lot of like trust. And <laughs> how do you how do you know if you can actually trust the other person and the amount of time separate and apart and not being able to have access to them easily? Uh, a lot of insecurity comes into play. Yeah. So the trust factor, and we'll talk about that too. All right. I got a couple of questions for you uh, sure. about, about dating. So, all right. So you come to the date. Um, should you be prepared to uh, the gentleman pay for the dinner or the drinks or split? Go Dutch. Um. I'll give you my my preference. Ideally, if you're a woman, I think it's okay. It's it's important to learn to accept, you know, like if the man is offering and he wants to and it makes him feel good. Why would you actually hinder that? If you really, really stick on like let's splitting it half, you can do that. 
if that's how you feel and that's okay, but I would never offer for the woman to pay for the date. I wouldn't go there. It is the first date. It's him showing how he's a gentleman, that he really tends and care for you. And I can tell you on one of my few dates, I went to a Tim Horn with this one man and he wouldn't even pay for my um, muffin. I'm like, I, you know what? That's an X. I'm not seeing you again. <laughs> yeah. Again, some people are okay with that. And then, yeah. all right. So next question is that, uh, should you actually, and again, this is very general, but do, do you kiss on the first date? I always say there's like, there's so many rules, but nothing is ever a cookie cutter. I really think you really need to go with the synergy and the attraction, whatever is happening there. If it feel right and you want to, don't hold back, like do it because it feels right to you. And then from there, you discover. Um, I know there's certain things that people always say, oh, these rules. And sometimes they work, but I don't want people to play game. It's like, just go with what feels good to your heart. If you're feeling it, he's feeling it, and you want to, then definitely. But if the energy is not there and you're not reading it properly, and that's how I teach people to be able to read the energy, because if he's giving you a different cue that he's not interested in wanting to kiss and you're pushing it, chance or you might lose him so there's there's ways of reading the behavior and then knowing when it's the right timing to make those advances but if your heart feels good i say go for it trust yourself and and also then if you're not feeling it you mm-hmm. got to be honest and and and, yes. and but be polite right absolutely yeah always do it with compassion because you know it's hard for everybody going on dates, everybody's looking for love. Everybody wants to feel that they belong and they have somebody, a companion that they can go to. So it's just as hard for the guy as for the girl. So if you're not into it, honor that, be truthful, but saying in a loving way, like find a way to be able to say that to the person. And, you know, it's, it's there's nothing personal. And then one thing I want to make sure that people understand, rejection is not a reflection on you. So, you know, if it's not working, let it finish. Move on to the next. Don't waste your time. Great, great advice for timing. So you might, I mean, oh my God. So after these these dates, they come back to you and you've probably heard crazy first dates and yeah. also also beautiful first dates, yes. right? You get the report. Yeah, yes. they check in yes, with you. exactly. Oh, that's, I, I love, I, I love these first date. I love when they're actually going on this first date. They're very nervous and like, how do I dress? Does it look good? And because I have an eye for that kind of stuff. I think it's a talent too. Like my huge talent is to be able to see through people, see the potential, see what works. And aesthetically, like I'm good at that. And I think, I think that thanks to mom, like the fashion side comes from mom, but I can always pick up and like, that would do you good. There's certain clothing. And I always say it's like for, for different women of different size, there's always a man for the type of body that you have. And then the type of clothing that you have can actually dress to accent on those features. So don't, don't overthink it. We overthink too much. Just go and have an amazing time with another human being. Come on. So, okay. So what, what tips do, do you offer you know, uh, what are some of the basics that people have to know, you know, entering in and and from your coaching? Yeah. So when you're actually coming into the coaching with me, what I really want you to know is like, one, don't be so hard on yourself. Like we're going to have fun. It's a journey. See it as a journey, as a practice. Like when you're going on these dates, don't expect to get married right away. 
<laughs> put that aside because that pressure, it is not helpful at all. So when you're going with the desperation, men and women can feel it and it's so unattractive. So you don't want propel people. You want to call them in. So be inviting, be engaging, put an upbeat personality and really want you know, get them engaged, asking them questions, take an interest in their life because people love to talk about themselves. So if you're taking an interest in their life, it shows that, hey, I find you interesting and I want to get to know more about you. Who wouldn't want that? And if if you're on this date, like I really say women have really good, good intuition. If you're not feeling it and there's something of what he's saying doesn't sync with you, give him a few chance, like give him a few chance to get to know. Because I find one of the thing is people are so quick to judge. They're like on the first day that, oh, no, he's not good. But unless he's hidden those red flag, I would say, yeah, but, you know, go on a second date, see how it is. And then get them, people are nervous on the first date. They're not going to be perfect right away. So get to know them a little bit more. And you might just realize, hey, you know what? At first, and that's my story. When I first met my boyfriend, he was like um, the good guy, you know? Like I'm used to dating my ex-husband who was like six foot two and then broad shoulder and muscular. And then I had my boyfriend who was like too good at two shoe, like too good. And he was shorter. He was like just a few inch taller than me. And as he did everything right. He was just so sweet, such a gentleman. But I was so used to something else and thinking I wasn't deserving of this good thing. So I was going to shoot him off on the first date and not even see him again. And thank God for my sister, because that night she spoke to me. She's like, what is it? Like, I'm giving you a good guy, a nice guy, and you say you don't want any more heartbreak, but you keep choosing the wrong dude. Like, how much of these lessons do you need to learn? And I was like, okay, you made your point. I'll go on a second date with him. And you know what? The second date, I got to know him. We're here three years now, and it's been amazing. So honestly, give people a chance. I love that you share your own personal experience. I, I will tell you that for me, um, I think that changing up the uh, the geography a little bit is is helpful because uh, if you meet out, say, at a coffee shop or you meet at a bar or you meet at a party, I um, that's good. But I, my wife and I actually did like a nature walk along the beach and then went for breakfast. And I during that walk, you actually get a lot more dedication, a lot more time. And the, the nature is there. The, it's beautiful. And then you're able to share and get to know each other. So, um, again, I'm just going off of my long, long-term marriage and, and all that. And, no, and I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%, Howard, because we did the exact same thing. My first date was so boring. We went for a walk around my block yeah. and because I just moved in. So I had a whole bunch of cardboard box in my backyard and I needed a guy with a van to load them up and put them in the eco center. So I asked him, could you help me put... And but it allows you to see people in reality, not like in the bachelor, like when you see everything is perfect, this beautiful restaurant and you're going on these amazing trip in Hawaii. No, I got to see him in the realness, a dude who's helping me pack all of my cardboard box, shoving into his van and bringing me to a really boring date of the Ego Center. And yet we had an amazing time. And that's when I realized I can see myself doing this like the regular daily life of living together, boring stuff and still have an amazing time. That's the kind of guy I want to be around. Like it really gives you a good sense of reality because, you know, when you go on a fantasy, 
And then reality hits, you're disappointed. So. Right. I, I I think that's I, my second date was I was bowling on behalf of Lisa because she couldn't throw the ball down and for charity. And um, so I, I, I can totally see that. And it's uh, that 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 brings that values that you spoke of, that the common values. Um, there, there are people that you just are very different from and that's OK, but you have to have something that bonds you together. Yes. I know that. All right. So what you, you this is really cool because I'm learning here all the time. Um, what upcoming projects? What's what is something I think you have some exciting stuff that's going on. Tell us. about I it. do. I do. And like this is so good because I'm so, so passionate about this one because it's free. It's a summit that I'm having at the end. It's a three day from October 25th to the 27th call from heartbreak to happily ever after on finding true love and also building a happy step family. So for all of you guys who's gone through a heartbreak and want to know how to get over a heartbreak and then those who are about to go on dates, what to do, what to avoid. We have so many renowned authors and speakers with a lot of expertise. I'll be speaking on that. You can get so much knowledge and information that is going to really change your life. And then those who are actually in like a lot of couples are now in blended family. You're going to be in step family and you want to be successful in maintaining a second chance at love and how to have happy children in it. Like definitely check it out. We'll share that a little bit later, but uh, yes, that's called from heartbreak to happily ever after. Yeah. We're gonna, when we tease the show, I'm going to put the links for people to sign up. It's going to be amazing. But also I know you're working on a book. Can you tease I the book? Am, tease I am. I am working tease on my book. book. Yes, I will. So my book is about all through my journey of what I've learned through the heartbreak and everything related to love, but especially with regards to self-love, unconditional self-love for oneself. And then once you have that, it's so much easier to give it to your partner because you have nothing but love for yourself. And it's an ongoing process. And so my book is called Sis. Again, this is my sister talking to me. Sis, you got this. Awaken the badass from within. <laughs> oh, that's a cool title. Thank and, you. And you'll, and you'll have the hummingbird, right? Yes. Oh, yes. that's going to be great. Oh, I can't wait. Keep keep working on that. Um, I have to tell you, uh, publishing a book, it's a lot of dedication, but it's so worth it when you actually get to share yourself and your experience with others and uh, inspire them. So um, I wish you well. I hope that comes out soon. I want to I want to get a copy and share that with <laughs> everyone you. as well. All right. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to put my sunglasses on. OK, yeah. this is called the Shining Brightly Spotlight on You. I want you to tell um, the, the listeners and the audience out there how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. And then I want you to uh, leave uh, the audience with some inspiration um, after you tell how to get in touch with you. Absolutely. So Howard, um, they can actually reach me and you can go. I'm actually because uh, we're on the show of Shining Brightly with my handsome Howard Brown. Um, people can actually reach me. I offer a 30 minute uh, love assessment. If you're like, I'm not sh quite sure. And I want clarity with regards to this. I do this um, for it. So it's go on hcalendy.com. Um, so H-T-T-T-P-S to call it a uh, two dots and then the the slash two slash um calendy.com slash leader for true love and so you can book a 30 minutes and i would definitely reach me there or you can actually find me on uh facebook read long so uh and you'll be able to find me there uh, there's no problem and i want to be able to leave people with this when you go into loving, a lot of time we have scars and baggages and then we want to be able to protect ourselves 
try not to do that when you're going to love take it one day at a time and with a person that you're loving on them love them to the fullest of what you can because if they're meant to be there for two years three years 10 years 20 years you want to maximize it so live in the present moment and love fully love fully and i'll make a heart right now even though i don't make it that well ah. oh my god so all right just to repeat so uh, you can make an appointment for a, an ass- love assessment which is amazing at calendly.com uh, leader for uh, true love and then also your website is um, leader for true love to find more information there about you so i hope people will reach out to you as well um this has been really amazing um we need to talk about this people relationships we we are a people that need to actually feel and love. And um, and we didn't get to do that as much during the pandemic. Um, so uh, one of my uh, last chapters in the book is, is, is sharing hope. And you can share a hug, you can share love, yes. but hopeful romantic, hopeful for love. This is what you're teaching. And, and that's, that's why I had you on the show today. It's such a great message and thank you. So um, Howard Brown, of course, uh, Shiningbrightly.com is where you find me and you can find the book and you can find the speaking um, and you can also find my uh, this inspirational podcast and my advocacy for entrepreneurship, leadership, mentorship and interfaith. So come interact with us. And again, this has been an amazing show. And um, what is true love? I think we learned a little bit today. So thank you, Reed. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much, Howard, for having me. Definitely tune in to Howard. He's a an amazing guy. I'm just so grateful to, to met him to cross his path because you shine that love and you really give it to people with nothing holding but back. That's why we, you and I both connected. So thank you. Such an honor to be here. Absolutely. And go celebrate uh, the Cambodian uh, Uh, Halloween and we meet up with your family and I love the hummingbird it's such a beautiful thing uh in memory of your sister so thank you for tuning in to the shining brightly show until next time keep shining brightly it makes the world a better place for yourself for others and for our communities keep shining thank you Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.